Amen. Exodus chapter 33, and I will read verses 12 and four, through 14. Exodus 33 and 12, And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy ways, and that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and continue that, that this nation is thy people. And he said, the Lord said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach about Moses today. Praise God. Let's pray. Lord God, this is your word. When I read it, Lord, I recognize the fact, God, that you, you have great things, Lord, planned for your people. And I just believe, God, that since we are your people too, that you have great plans for all of us. You called us. You called us into a work. You called us into this, into, to be the body of Christ. And now, Lord, we just need you to be with us and go with us and minister to our needs today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, the title of my thought is Moses. And uh, I'm sh I will be adding a little bit to that as I go along. Or as I, as I, is what I'm bringing out my point. Amen. Throughout the Bible, when you're reading the Bible, throughout the Bible, there's just only a very few men that who really sought God diligently to really to be what God wanted them to be. Amen. Sometimes we're all, amen, thinking what we would like to be or whatever, but some 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 of the some men have really sought God to uh to use them, amen, for his glory, amen. And they want to know him, amen, know his will, his ways, and his doings. And this is one of those that I'm going to be talking about today. David himself sought, amen, in that kind of a sense. He was one of those men, and I just pass a couple of passages of Scripture. I would like to read two Psalms that David was writing Amen. To kind of give us what David had, David had on his heart. Psalms chapter 42 and verses 1, amen, and 1 and 2 says it like this. And as the, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so painteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God, when I, shall I come and appear, amen, before God. I want to, I, I want to, I want to get close enough to him. I want to come and appear before him. I want to meet with the Lord. Amen. You know, we come today, and I, 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 would, I, would, I would hope that most of us are, are saying, I, I just want to meet with Jesus today. I want to have a close relationship with him. And then Psalms chapter 63, just a little passage there, verses 1 through 8. O God, thou art my early, and I will seek thee. 
Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and a thirsty land where I know, amen, where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory. For So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, I've seen you, I've seen you when I go to church to pray, but, you know, in the temple, but I want, to, I want to see you walking with me, talking with me. It's kind of a thing what he was saying. Because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee, will I live. Amen. I, I will life, I will, excuse me, I will lift up my hands in, in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joy the lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on, on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadows of my wings, in thy wings, amen, will I rejoice. My soul longeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. He is talking to God and he is, he is giving God praise and glory. Amen. For his uh, strength and his blessing in his life. He just wants to know God in a greater way. That was Moses' statement here. He, he, was, he was longing for, amen, a closer relationship with the Lord. Amen. Moses is one of the, one of the few people, as I said, is, is in the Bible. We can take Daniel. We can talk, talk about Paul. Each one of those were seeking, amen, for things of God that it wasn't just easily given to them, but they were seeking, amen, for, for a, a great relationship with him. Uh, Daniel's, Daniel spent 21 days wanting to know what, what's going to befall my people in the latter time. And thank God that, you know, he, the Lord, after 21 days, you know the story, we preached from it some several times, Amen. The, the, the answer came to him and let him know that what's going to be fall of Israel in the latter days. Amen. And, and, and then, of course, Paul, amen, would t- talk to us about how he longed, amen, for the Lord and sought for him. Amen. And there, there's, there's men that you, we can't say that they had great abilities and their circumstances wasn't, everything was just right. Amen. But there were people that were hungry for God to do more than just say, I want to come to church and I want to sit in his presence here. But, you know, there, there's a whole lot more that God could do for us if we would just, amen, allow him to do so. Amen. Moses. Moses. Now, Moses is one of the f- very few people in the Bible that we can start out with his birth and follow him all the way to his death. And uh, I'm just going to try to walk through that today. That's about 10 sermons probably and through there that you've heard preached. But uh, we're going to try to go through Moses' life, amen, and see where he came from, circumstances, and where he finally wound up. That's the most important thing, amen, that you and I, we may start out, amen, as one of those outcasts, more or less. His, he, he, had a, he had a mark on his life for death because the, the, the uh, Pharaoh of Egypt was going to destroy all the, the uh, 
Hebrew babies, men, the men folks or the boys, and uh, he was hid, amen, from that, amen, and the daughter of Pharaoh, and I'm going to just kind of cut through all of this quite, quite rapidly, amen, I can't follow Moses' life, amen, in just a matter, a matter of 30, 40 minutes here, yeah, but, uh, but Pharaoh's daughter found him, amen, floating down in the Nile River and in the bulrushes, amen, and uh, she, she uh, wanted him, she wanted this baby, she wanted to take him right into the palace, but she needed somebody to wean him. He meant to feed him in his childhood or baby. And so they got Jehochabad, amen, his own mother. You know the story. I'm not going to try to tell all the stories. But Jehochabad took, amen, and, and, amen, and nursed, nursed Moses, amen, until he was weaned and then brought him to the palace. And, of course, well, you can, you're just going to fast, fast forward here. He's in their palace. He learned all the wisdom of Egypt. He was, he was schooled and trained for being a Pharaoh and, and all of this. But Moses' mind was not on Pharaoh's, being a Pharaoh. He, sobered the, he chose to suffer the afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. There was, a, there was something in Moses' life that he never could get away from what he had. He had roots, amen, in the God-promised life. Hallelujah. Amen. And you can read this in, in, in Exodus chapter 2. And I will just read from 9 to 10, verse couple. Of, and Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take the child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses. Amen. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. Pharaoh's daughter was the one that named Moses. Amen. Praise God. And then you skip 40 years of life for Moses. We don't know anything that happened in the palace or whatever to know, but except we just know that Moses was choosing, amen, to not follow, amen, in the, in the, in the footsteps of the Pharaohs. Bible says he chose, as I said well ago, he meant to suffer the fiction with the people of God. But Moses went out to check on his brethren. Amen. And he saw, amen, the Egyptian soldiers beating on the, some, of the, some of the Hebrew men folks that they were building. I don't know all the palaces and whatever there. They were suffering, amen. And so Moses rose up and slew him. And then Moses had to flee, as we all are very much aware of. Amen. He fled to Midian. You can read on in chapter 2 of Exodus, uh, and you can read it from verse, let's, let's read, begin reading at verse number 15. And now when Pharaoh heard the things sought, he sought to slay Moses, and he had to flee, he meant to Midian. In verse 21, and Moses was content to dwell, amen, with the man, and gave, Moses was given Zipporah for, for his his daughter to Moses for a, for, for a wife, and she bare him sons. And, and it came to pass that in the process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed by the reason of their bondage, and they cried and they cried unto God and, and by the reason of their bondage, 
and God heard their groanings, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. Now Moses was keeping the flocks of Jethro, but his father-in-law, amen, and he fled he had fled to the backside of the desert, amen, the Bible says, amen, to Horeb, Mount Horeb, amen, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him there, amen, and he said, amen, he appeared to him at that burning bush. Now, Moses had 40 years in the palace of Pharaoh, and another 40 years now in the first two chapters or three here of, uh, of, of Exodus, and he's 80 years old. I can kind of understand a little bit of that. Amen. The angel of the Lord appeared him in the flaming fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I'm going to turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burning. And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the, the, the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not near hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. What, a, what an experience Moses was having. Amen. And this is, this is what I'm wanting to talk about today is here's a man 80 years old, had his first encounter with God. Even though we can preach about it and talk about it, he had, God had plans for his life, I believe, even when his birth, that they saw he was a goodly child and did their best, amen, amen, to get God's direction, and, and they hid him for a while, and, and then they put him in the, the bush, the little basket in the bush, in bulrushes. Oh, God was working, but Moses never had any contact except his personal feelings. I want to I wanna be, be what God wants me to be. He never, I'm sure he never dreamed of being what God was fixed to do for him. And you're never too old. I will make that statement two or three times today. And you're never too old if you just let God do his work in your heart and your life. Hallelujah. He goes and looks at the burning bush, and the Lord sends him back to Egypt. Amen. And you can, you can read through uh, two chapters or so there of Moses trying to give excuses why he cannot go back. I dare say he had better chance in his excuses than most of us, amen, to say, well, I can't do this, and I, uh, I, I want to see a revival, but I, it's not me. I can't even speak good. Amen. And that's, that's Moses. He was trying to find all his, his inabilities. Amen. Oh, it needs to be done, and, but somebody needs to do it, but I am not qualified for it. 
Amen. Never, nobody is ever qualified. Amen. To do what God wants us to do. Amen. He'll have to qualify us. I'm talking to people today. I want to preach to them. I want to preach today. Maybe do a little preaching now. Amen. That God, amen, is calls people today. And I, I know, and, and, and uh, like I say, Moses never gave it a thought that he was going to be, he was going to be the one to do any work for God. And uh, I know that he, he says he stuttered and he stumbled and he couldn't speak well or whatever. And I, you know, there's a lot of people thinks he had some speech impediment. I think he didn't. For 40 years now, he had been in the desert. For 40 years, he'd only heard the blades of sheep, basically. Amen. No communication. He hadn't spoke the Egyptian language in 40 years. He, 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 he was not good at it anymore. Amen. So he, he was using every, every excuse he thought of that, that they wouldn't listen to him because he was not, he was not amen, up to, up to date. But their language and, and, and things, amen. And, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes I think that the church is getting out of tune with the, uh, the language of our generation, too. Maybe we don't need to talk about like this that they do, amen, because this world, amen, is a generation that you can't hardly communicate with them and know what they're talking about, amen. Chapter 4, and I will begin reading at verse number 19, amen. And the Lord said unto Moses in Midian, go return to Egypt for all the men, amen, they're dead that sought for thee. And Moses took his wife and his sons and Amen, set them on donkeys, and he returned to Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God, which was in his hand. And this is what, amen, Moses, he, I'm going with the rod of God. You know, amen, when, when the Lord was talking to Moses at the burning bush, and Moses kept telling him, I have many excuses he had. He said, what you got in your hand? I got a rod, throw it down, it became a serpent. Pick it back up, stick your hand in your bosom and pull it out. It was leprosy and put it back in. It was, God was showing Moses, it's my works that you're going to go with. And the Bible says that, amen, from here on, it's called the rod of God. Moses went back to Egypt with the rod of God. Amen. And when he told the children of Israel or the Hebrew people what he was there for, Amen. He, he showed some tricks to them, I guess you'd say. He showed them what God could do with that rod. Amen. And they started believing. And so then it, Moses and Aaron went in to see the, the Pharaoh and told him, let my people go. We want to go three days journey into the wilderness. And we're, going to, we're going to worship God. And we're going to go make a sacrifice to him. And, and you know the story. Amen. The, who is that God? And and. And that you're asking for, and I don't even I don't know who he is, and I'm not going to let you go. And for five chapters, amen, you can read through the five chapters of, of, the, of this Exodus, book of Exodus, of the struggle that Moses had. And the only thing that basically Moses used was, I'll just show you what the rod of God can do. The rod of God can do. Amen. He, he, he was trusting only, amen, in what God was asking of him, amen, and showing him what God could do with that rod. And you know the story. After all the plagues and things of Egypt, 
Finally, Pharaoh got the point that I've got to get them out of here. Amen. They're about to kill us all. They're about to be destroyed by this rod. Amen. Of God. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 12. And it came to pass that at midnight, the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on the throne, amen, unto the firstborn of the captives that was in the, in the dungeons and all the firstborn of the cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night and all his servants and all the Egyptians and there was a great cry in Egypt and there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he called to Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among the people, both ye and your children, and, and, and Israel and all of Israel, and go and serve your Lord as you have said. Also, take your flocks with you, amen. You have, amen, that you have asked for, and, and be gone, amen, and bless me also, amen, and take your rod with you too. It's not there, but amen. But Moses walked out of there with, with the children of Israel, approximately 100. Or a, or a million people or more, as people guessed it to be, amen, from one million probably to two million people that Moses walked out of there with, amen. And what he did, he walked up to the Red Sea and the rod again, took the rod of God and held it up, and it waters departed. Got across on dry land, and he took the rod of God and lifted it up, and the waters came together. Chapter 55 or 15 Amen. Then they sang the songs of the redemption and the redeemed and the, how God had delivered them. Praise God. Amen. And man, it journeyed on. And, and I'm just walking through Moses' life, journeyed on. And the rod of God just smote a rock and out throwed the waters to feed all of the, to water all of those cattle and all of a million plus people. Amen. Enough water came out of that rock, amen, to, to sustain them in a dry and a weary and dusty land. And then Moses headed right to the place where he had met God. Amen. They journeyed on to Horeb, they went to the mountain of God. Amen. It was there that they had the uh, encounter of Moses. Amen. How that he took the children of Israel. Amen. And brought them up to uh, to this place where he had met God. I, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you, amen, that Moses at the beginning felt in, inferior and incomplete and felt like I, can, I can't do anything. I, I, I slew the man. I slew one Egyptian, and, and now I've been, I've been 40 years, amen, in the backside of the desert. I've been 40 years kind of in what you would call limbo or whatever, and all of a sudden, God is trying to use him as he had purposed and planned in his life. I don't know how many people that I am speaking to this morning in this place that says I have fully fulfilled and everything that I feel like God could do with me or I want to do for God. Amen. Hallelujah. I just believe that the Lord is still looking for good Moseses and people Someone that will obey him and follow him. He wants to bless his people. He wants to bring 
We are looking for revival. Anybody here looking for revival? Amen. That's what I'm looking for revival. I want to see God do his work. He hasn't ceased doing miraculous things. Amen. Somewhere we we felt like, and, and, and brothers and sisters, I feel like sometimes we feel like that we can handle the job by ourselves. We're really, we're really not in need of very much. Amen. Most of the time when we need God is when we get sick in our bodies and and, and you can you can you know that there are there are they'll, they'll call on the Lord then. Amen. But God called Moses back to the mountain. Amen. Told him to come up. Verse 24, or chapter 24, and verses 1. And he said unto Moses, Come up unto the Lord thy thou and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and the seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship ye afar off. I want you to. I want you to approach the mountain. Amen. Neither, neither multitudes behind, but all the leadership and elders that Moses was asking for, and now he's got them. And I want you to come. And Moses alone, he said, and, and Moses alone shall come near to the Lord, but they shall not come nigh, neither shall the people go up with him. Amen. I want you to come up and get a little part of, and I want you to be a part of, Amen, because you're a part of the leadership. But uh, Moses, God said, Mo, only Moses can come to meet me. This, this Moses, this fearful Moses, this, this man that had many excuses. Amen. But God understood. Amen. Something in the heart of Moses that he was wanting to bring out. Amen. And then verse number 9, Then went Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and the 70 elders of Israel, and they saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, paved works of seraphim stones, as it was the body of, amen, of heaven in his clearness. And in verse number 12, amen, And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mountain and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone, the law of the commandments, which I have written, and that thou mayest teach them. And Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua, and Moses and Joshua went up, amen, into the mountain. Amen. God was calling Moses away from even the 70, and Aaron and Nadab and Bihu, and they they went up to meet God in a way. Amen. Now, Here's a, nobody's ever seen this before. Nobody's ever, this ever happened to anyone before this time. He's walking now, not in fear, but believing. Amen. As he is approaching God, God's got some things he wants to give us direction from. God's got some, he's going to write upon tables of stone, and he's going to give them to us. Amen. I don't know what what would go through the mind of a man that could say, I can I just stood there and watched God. Amen. Amen. Carve out those stones of the Ten Commandments and then give to him. Amen. And Moses rose up and went up up into the mountain and, and he was there in the sight of God. Amen. And saw all of these great expressions of that the Lord was showing him. Amen. And it was there in the mountain that God not only gave him the table of stones, and you know, I'm not, I know he took them down and broke them, but God 
Amen. He carried some more up, some, some more plates up, and God wrote again. Amen. The Ten Commandments. But not only that, amen, was God was drawing close to God. Or Noah, or Moses was drawing closer to God. And so God uh, also told him, I want you to build me a tabernacle. And he gave him, you know, you can read through the book of Exodus, and it talks about everything. I mean, just lays it out in a blueprint of what kind of, what the tabernacle was looking like. And he also gave him the law, of, we call it the law of Moses. Amen. It's God's law that he gave to Moses. Amen. And, uh, and, and Moses just, I, 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 can, I can imagine how Moses was feeling about now. That he was, he was so close to God. He felt so close to God. And he, he was just telling him, this is what I want. Moses, this is what I want. And now the rod of God is laid down somewhere. I, have, I have, can't read it there and find it anywhere. Because now he is facing God. Amen. He's, he's just face to face with God. And he's uh, getting directions for laws and, and things that he is planning on his people when he's going to lead them into the promised land, the tabernacle, the laws, amen, hallelujah. And he also gave him, amen, the form of worship, amen, how to slay the animal and how to take the blood into the holy place. And once a year it goes into the most holy place. And it was a type of salvation in the New Testament. It was a pattern. It was a pattern of New Testament relationship with God. Amen. The altar of repentance. Amen. The brazen labor of baptism. Entering into the holiness of God with, through the Spirit. Amen. All of that is laid out to Moses. Amen. The one that paved the way. I guess I could say it that way of getting from God the things Amen. That God had for us, even to this generation we have now. Amen. We can't we can't lay aside all of that. It is a pattern. It's a typology. It's it's things that you and I need to understand. Moses, Moses, man, the little boy Moses. The actor got killed. The little boy Moses that felt inadequate. I I I wonder how he felt when he was in. Amen. In the palaces of the Egyptians and Pharaoh's house. Amen. Coming a long ways from being a slave, slave boy. Amen. But that's not what he really wanted to be. I just want to be whatever God wants me to be. I don't want to, I don't want to part of this, this, uh, this world. I guess I could say it that way. And now here he is. He's there in amen, facing the Lord, talking to God. God's given him all these things. Amen. He felt comfortable in God's presence. He felt comfortable in God's presence. Exodus chapter 35. I'm, I'm just trying to somehow walk through Moses' life, amen, in a way. I say 30, Exodus chapter 33, first of all. It's part of our Exodus chapter 33 and verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face. 
And as Moses spake unto his friend, as, as, as a man spake to his friends, he turned again and, unto the camp. But his servant Joshua, amen, the son of Nun, the young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, as thou sayest unto me, bring up this people. And thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, Moses asked, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy ways. I want to know you more. I'm not satisfied. I've got so many questions and I don't got so many things. I really want to know God better. That ought to be the cries and the desires of you and I today. I want to know the Lord better. I know that there's great things. We preach about miracles. We talk about the miracles now in, in Moses' year, and they're, they're getting better every time. Amen. They're, they're growing in mighty and power. Amen. Show me your ways. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me, tell me how that you're going to do all of this. Let me, let me feel like I'm a part of to know, amen, what you want to do with me in my life in leading these people. I don't want you, man. I don't. I just don't want to walk by, walk alone there. I, I, I'm, I'm hungry to know more about you. That ought to be again, amen. The cries of each one of us. Hello, amen. Show me now thy ways, that I may know thee. I want to know you in a personal, personal way. As I said, God, amen, very few people ever qualified or ever was obedient or ever would have followed the Lord in such a depth that Moses was, that he was wanting to face God, amen, with his life. Verse 17 of the 33rd chapter. And it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And Moses said, I beseech thee, Lord, or I beseech thee, show me thy glory. He said, I show me by thy ways in verse 13. Verse 18, he says, I want to see your glory. It's insufficient for me to see all of this. You know, Moses Moses is one of those people that I said a while ago at the beginning. Without him, we would not have a book of Genesis. For when Moses, now historians, and you can read commentaries, and I believe, amen, what they were saying in the commentaries, this is where God told Moses about creation. Amen. Talking about Adam and Eve. Amen. And, and the first human race talked about Amen, the flood and all of this. There was no books for him to get from. He got that when he asked God, show me, show me your glory. Amen. Now, Daniel asked for God to show him what the future was. And John, in Revelation, got God's future. And when we talk about what's happening today and what's going to happen, amen, John was there to write 
what God was saying about what's going to take place in mine and your generation. But Moses asked him for what he had done. I want to, I want you, I want to know what you, your ways are. What, what, what have you been doing? God didn't tell him his beginning. He just told him the beginnings of you and I. This Bible that I'm holding right here, I can hold this Bible up. It's the instructions from Genesis to Revelations of how that we're going to make it out of a world that's temporary. Amen. I want to see your glory. I'm not satisfied to feel you. I'm just not satisfied, amen, amen, to, to just lead these people. There's a whole lot more of you, God, that I don't understand and show you. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 34. And the Lord said to Moses, Amen, to hew the two tables of stones. This is the, the new ones, lacking unto the first. And I will write upon them the tables of the, the words that were in the first tables. Amen. Which thou breakest, and be ready in the morning, and come up in the morning unto the mountain Sinai, and present thyself therefore to me on the top of the mountain, and no man shall come up with thee, neither let any man be seen throughout all the mountain, neither let the flocks nor the herds. I don't want anything close to the mountain. Just, just, just you, Moses. Just you. You've asked for it, and I'm going to share with some things with you that nobody's ever known before. Nobody's ever asked for it before. Nobody ever, ever sought. You're one of a kind. Moses, Moses, you was drawn from the water, but you are destined for the stars. Moses died, you know, and I'm jumping the gun on that. Amen. But I don't know. I don't know. There's the people look for his grave. Children of Israel took some time off to just to go out and see if they could find where God had buried Moses. And uh, you may have to take a wait a while, but he'll show up. Amen on the mountain of transfiguration. Amen. Verse number five. Chapter 34, verse 5. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious and long-suffering and abundance and goodness, amen, and truth. He was showing, amen, Moses, all of this. But I'm wanting to see your glory. Amen. Chapter 34, verse 27. I'm reading a lot of, amen. Verse 27, and the Lord said to Moses, write unto these things, thou these words, excuse me, for after the tenure of these words, I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. And he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. Amen. He did neither eat nor drink, and he wrote upon the tables. Amen. Amen. The words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And he also, as I said a while ago, he was, 
evidently those, those, that time God was giving him what he was doing with humankind. Amen. It's just, this book is for humans. It's Bible. Amen. And it came to pass when Moses came down from the mountain, Mount Sinai, with the two tables of the testimonies in Moses' hand, when he came down, to, amen, from the mountain, that Moses wist not that his skin of his face shone while he talked with them. And when Aaron and the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, that they were afraid to come nigh him. Amen. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him, and Moses talked with them. And afterwards, all the children of Israel came, came nigh and gave Amen. He gave them the commandments. Amen. All that the Lord had spoken unto, with him in the mountain Sinai. Until Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. No other man. Amen. Here is Moses drawn so close to God that he has the reflections of God's power and glory, the lightning of it. And I've said it before, Moses had been evidently nuked. He was, radiation was off of him. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking there. Till Moses was done speaking, he, was, he had put a veil on him. And when Moses went up before the Lord, he spake with him and he took the veil off. Amen. Until he came back down. And, and, and what a story to tell of a man that rose from slavery. And a mark of death upon him now that he is standing with God. And it's not all. God told him that there was a place, amen, that he was going to put him in a cliff of a rock. And I'm going to pass by. And I'm going to show you my glory. And Moses saw the hinder part of God. Basically, as I said a while ago, he said, I'm going to show you what I have done. And so he spoke to Moses about creation. Hey, folks, if you've just been reading your papers the last few days or whatever, uh, you find out that they've got a little thing called Webb's uh, Telescope now about a million miles out from here, and they they've found out that the, the universe is 13 Point eight, almost 14 billion light years away, still creation. They're just making God bigger every time. Hallelujah. And so powerful. Amen. I, and they start, I rise to read some of that, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, my God is so great and powerful. We, we are here, Harvard, and blessed in a, in a world that God's got his arms around and protecting us. Amen. And, uh, and, and we're so unthoughtful of him. I, I, I just believe in, that God would like to somehow in this generation reveal to us some of his great powers and glory. If he just had somebody that would give, stop giving excuses of their inabilities and say, God, I want to know you more. And Moses seemed to never get... He, he, he never gets satisfied. I want to get closer to you and closer to you until he was illuminated 
with God's power and presence that he couldn't even come among the people. And it still did not phase Moses from being a humble man and the glory, amen, of guidance of the children of Israel all the way through. And what I'm saying is, again, you never get too old for God to use you. Now Moses is probably in his uh, 80s plus years or 90 somewhere. And still God's doing things with him. Amen. Ministering to him and offering to him things that I'm sure that you and I would be odd. But it wasn't Moses. Moses, he just felt comfortable in the presence of God. That's what we ought to feel like. That's what we ought to feel like. Amen. Praise God. I haven't been much talking uh, and in preaching to us. But that's just what it's all about, brothers and sisters. It is about a man that was desirous and willing to give himself over. And he can do more than we could ever imagine with us if we would just allow him. I'm preaching to us today to say that God has great things in purpose. We, we, amen. We're, we're talking about revival throughout the land. Amen. We want to see that revival. My purpose was not just to talk, tell us a story, but to stimulate us. Amen. His spiritual desire and trust that God wants to do with us. And we don't need to, amen, be like Moses at the beginning. Two chapters, almost that Moses was trying to tell God how he couldn't do it. Amen. He, he, there's no way he could do it. Uh, find somebody else or whatever. He, he, he just, I'll stand back and uh, I'll be, I'll throw some wood on the fire, you know, or whatever. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm incapable. He didn't know the things of Egypt. But he didn't know the things of God, and God showed him, amen, all of this. Now, my, my title of my sermon today was just Moses. But uh, I was using some things, amen, that uh, David said. The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Moses was after God's own will after God's own design of the earth. Tell me what all you've been doing and tell me what you can do now, whatever. And God showed him things that's almost unbelievable. Oh, what God has in store for people that would have a spirit of Moses and allow God to just, I want to, I want to see your glory. I want to see your power. I want to see your ways. Amen. And God said, I'll show you some things that you ain't never seen or heard of. Shall we stand? I would make a plead with you today. Make yourself available and see what God can do. Make yourself available and see what God can do with you. There's great money things that the Lord would love to do. I believe that. There is a revival that could be 
Amen. That's never been done before in Dothan, Alabama. If somehow, amen, God just needs some helpers. He's not going to do it by himself. But if he can ever find a Moses, if he can ever find another John, amen, if he can ever find another Peter, and none of those men felt adequate. Amen. Fishermen, Peter and John, James, Andrew, the only thing they knew how to do is throw out nets and bring them in. And sometimes, most of the time, they have ever, ever done that. Never showed that there was any, any success until Jesus would tell them, cast your net on the other side, launch out a little deeper, and let down your nets. Amen. What God can do with us if we Come and pray. And, and I can ask God. My. 